You know, we always talk about New Year's resolutions. And, and I, I always, I don't, I, there are times in my life when I would uh, spend time thinking about, okay, what's, what's, 20, what's the next year going to be like? We all uh, have probably done that in our lives. Um, you know, so what we, as, as a culture, we do this. We, we look to human advice. We look for resolutions. What I want to talk today about is foundations, that we can establish some foundations in our lives. So that's where we're going to spend the most of our time. Um, we, we, we like, to, we like uh, things to make our life better, but there's only really one place that we can go to that's lasting and eternal. So human advice, resolutions, and foundations. <clears throat> I was just kind of searching through the Internet, and I, and I saw... Uh, a person who'd written, it was a travel writer, and was, wrote about around the world in 52 proverbs. And it made me realize that throughout, it's not just, a, you know, in, here in America, everybody has proverbs, these wise sayings that have come from some human experience that they kind of, uh, kind of can wrap their hands around. I remember growing up, uh, my father used to say, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. I don't know if that's true or not, but we sure didn't think it was true. Uh, you probably had sayings in your family. Um, and evidently, in every country in the world, there's proverbs that, 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 that kind of guide their, their thinking. We, uh, <clears throat> there's, a, there's a book out by Rabbi Derek Lehman, Proverbs, Proverbial Wisdom and Common Sense, and he, and he introduces it like this. He says, why do people call Dr. Laura? I don't know if you remember Dr. Laura. She was an advice person on the radio, you could call in and talk to her, and she was, she was mean to you, but everybody liked her. I don't know why that was. Uh, and then uh, Dear Abby, you know, Dear Abby's, uh, the original Abigail, I think her name was Abigail, she uh, uh, stopped doing it, and somebody else took over for Dear Abby, but Dear Abby was somebody that you could write in and get advice. I have a problem, and Dear Abby would give you advice. And, he, and what he said in, his, in introducing his book, he said, they are looking for effective solutions to everyday problems. Isn't that the way we are? We're, look, we're looking for effective solutions to everyday problems, whatever that may be. And, I, and that's where I think we get into our resolutions. We have problems in our lives that we want to address, so we make a, a, a resolution. <clears throat> so a resolution is a, a firm decision to do or not to do something. It's kind of a, it's a, a personal or a human effort to, to uh, make a change in our lives or to, to make a decision to do something. We've all heard about resolutions, and we all know, maybe I'm going to exercise more. I'm going to sleep more. I'm going to read more books. I'm going to eat healthier. All these things are resolutions, but it's, 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 they come from uh, a decision within us to do something. But I want, hopefully, when I get to the, to the end of the day, if you take one thing home with you, it's this idea that we need to build foundations in our lives. Not necessarily resolutions, but foundations built on the Word of God. And, and we're going to talk about how God has provided us through the wisdom literature and the scriptures, how we can uh, make a difference or how we can change our, our very lives. New Year's resolutions are, are a funny thing. Um, I, I found this, this research. This guy, he went down and he, he, he did surveys of people and this is what he found. He said 38.5% of all U.S. adults set New Year's resolutions every year. 48% want to exercise more, making it the most popular New Year's resolution. The top three are all health-related. 23% quit in the first week. 
and only 36% make it past the first month. 9% successfully keep their New Year's resolutions. That's what I, I, you know, I fall right into those categories. I think I'm, I'm geared up for one day or for a week, but after that, old habits take over. But I think what we, want to, we need to do is we need to, instead of thinking about resolutions as Christians, let's think about foundations that we can lay in our lives. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, I, I did find this was funny. Parade Magazine said, um, in, their, in their most recent editions, said, well, we know that you're not going to follow the resolutions anyway, so let's just, they're going to propose 55 new ones that you can think about. And this is what they did. And I, I, we're not going to read those, but uh, you can probably see one of them there that instead of being so personal, something we can do for uh, people around us. All right, biblical wisdom. That's really what we want. We, we don't want a, uh, just a, a proverb, an apple a day keeps the, the doctor away. We don't want some wise, you know, some, something that's built on human experience totally. What we want is, is wisdom from the Bible that we, can build, that we can lay as a foundation in our lives, that'll, that we can, we can build on for, for, uh, for eternity, especially through 2023. Do you know that uh, from Matthew 7, 24 through 27, the story of building the house on the rock? Listen to what it was uh, as I read it. Everything then, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. So if we, if we hear the words and do them, we're like the, we're a wise man who built his house on the rock. And when the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat that house, it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell. Great was the fall of it. Basically what, what uh, we learn here is that when we, we hear the words uh, of the word of God, we, we act on it, we build on it, we, 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 uh, um, we're wise. When we when we know the word and we don't act on it, we don't live it, we're unwise. And they call it, it has different results. And that's really what, what I want to focus on here is, is how, do we, how do we get the wisdom of God and apply it to our lives? <clears throat> the, the book we're going to talk about today, Proverbs, uh, this book, therefore, repeatedly asks us a simple but profound question. Will we dine with wisdom or with folly. So if we go into Proverbs, which we will in just a few moments, um, it, it, throughout the, 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 the 31 chapters is this idea of, of wisdom versus folly. The wisdom who beckons us is none other than Jesus Christ, while the folly that attempts to seduce us is any created thing that we put in the place of the creator. And that's really what we're talking about here, is that we, Proverbs is challenging us to, to live a life of wisdom um, and dine with wisdom instead of dining with folly. And we're going to learn that the, the wisdom and folly are, are pretty much opposite of each other. And we'll see that, the, that when we get into folly, what we're saying is rejecting the truth that God has put before us. That's the life of folly. That's the, that's the person who builds their house on sand because when the winds come, there's, there's nothing to 
to, to hold it up, our lives. What we need to do, we build our lives on the rock, and that's from the wisdom that comes from above. <clears throat> Proverbs has much to offer our daily lives. If we take an t- opportunity to read through Proverbs, here's some examples. Proverbs offers wisdom on a wide array of topics in our daily lives. Talks about diligence and laziness, friendship, speech, our marriage, child rearing, domestic peace, and work, and much more. God's will is intensely practical, applying to every aspect of life. A proper relationship to God involves trying hard to understand his truth and then embracing and obeying that truth. A life lived by God's will is a happy life. A life lived by God's will is a useful life. A life lived by God's will does not just happen. One must seek after it. These are things we learn by reading through the Proverbs. The Proverbs is is part of the whole of the package of, of, of books in the Bible that we call the wisdom literature. So it's not like Romans or one of the, uh, you know, Paul's writings. It's different. So there's a, the purpose is different, but they're there for our purpose. Another one would be Ecclesiastes. Sometimes we say, gosh, it's, I read it. I don't understand everything that's happening here. But the, it's to give us the opportunity to get God's wisdom within our, within our lives. One thing that's important to understand is when we talk about wisdom that we, that it, from the Proverbs, Scripture is clear that the, the wisdom here is, is the wisdom uh, from Christ. That Christ is actually, the Bible says, is our wisdom. <clears throat> Let me give you an example. The rest of the Bible makes clear that Jesus is the one who perfectly embodies unique wisdom. According to the Old Testament, the Messiah would be anointed with the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, from Isaiah. According to the New Testament, Jesus is God's gift of wisdom to sinners. So Jesus is our gift of is a gift of wisdom to us. Solomon uh, was a genius, but Jesus was greater than Solomon. Jesus amazed people with his wisdom. To this day, he counsels the church through his word. But if we will humbly receive the divine wisdom hidden in Christ, the book of Proverbs will open up as a powerful word from our wonderful counselor. That's where we're heading today. And then from uh, 1 Corinthians 1.24, Jesus is wisdom embodied. He is the very wisdom of God in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So if you, if you are reading through Proverbs, it talks about lady wisdom, okay? And really, most um, of uh, commentators will, will say what it's talking about there, it's essentially the wisdom of Christ. It's Christ. Is, is the embodiment of wisdom. The wisdom that comes from the Lord is not some other area. No, it's, it's, it's embodied by Christ himself. So wisdom in Proverbs not only points to Christ, but comes to Christ, from Christ. Okay, let's take, and I'm going to read just for a second, uh, Proverbs 1, 1 through 7 uh, to us. That's where we're going we're gonna to spend our time this morning. Uh, the beginning of knowledge. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. To know, and then, okay, I'll just, let's continue on. To know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge, and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, 
and the one who understands obtain guidance. To understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. In verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. That's where we're going to spend our time. If you look at Proverbs 1, 1 through 7, if you look at verses 2 through 4, what you see, what it is, is that it gives us the kind of the objective, what's the purpose of these psalms, okay? If you look at verse 1, or verse 2, it says this. It says, the one, verse 1 says, the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. Verse 2, this is the purpose, the first purpose, is to know wisdom and instruction. To know wisdom and instruction. So what does this mean? Wisdom, in this sense, is simply the skill of living. And we're going to talk, we're going to loop back a little while later, and we're going to talk about this. The skill of living, that's what we're trying to develop here. That's what the wisdom of God is. It gives us the skills that we need to live uh, our lives as God would have us to live. So, so when, uh, the number one objective for the, the Proverbs is to know wisdom and instruction. Instruction can be translated as discipline or correction. So we're getting the wisdom from God, which is the skills of, for living, the skill of living, and we're also getting instruction, which corrects us, which, which uh, provides uh, discipline for us and correction when we're wrong. So the Proverbs serve the purpose, giving us the skills we need to live, correcting us when we get off base, the instruction we need. So purpose number one for, this, for, the, for the Proverbs, to know wisdom and instruction. Number two, from verse 2 also, is to understand the words of insight. To understand the words of insight. Understanding means to perceive, consider, or discern something. It is the comprehension of a truth and the good judgment that flows from that understanding. The Bible and Proverbs particularly calls us to be deep thinkers. So the second purpose of the, of the Proverbs is, to, to, is that we would understand words of insight that we would, we would perceive, that we would understand what, what God is doing in this world and what he's, the truth that he's given us. So we, we comprehend this truth, and then from that, good judgment flows from that. We're, we need to be deep thinkers about God's word, deep thinkers about God's word. So as we look at the Proverbs, we need to think deeply about what we're learning here and, and use that to get the insight we need to live our lives. Verse 3, to receive the third purpose of, of the Proverbs, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity. Purpose number three is all about behavior. Purpose number two says we need to think deeply about what God has said. So that, but uh, the third purpose here is we need to have instruction in wise dealing. We um, you can almost, instead of wise dealing, you could say wise behavior. This goal is all about behavior. Although we are encouraged to think deeply about these words, uh, God intends through his book to change how we live our lives, not just how we think. So we're going to change the way we think through the Proverbs, but we're also going to change the way we live through the Proverbs. Wise dealings might be translated as wise behaviors, 
And we're giving three qualifying terms, righteousness, justice, and equity. So the Proverbs are not just that we would think better, they're also there for us that we would live better, live differently, live according to God's word. And the fourth um, purpose for Proverbs and we get from um, verses, uh, verse number four, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. And, in, and this, is, to me, was the hardest one to understand. When you say give prudence to the simple, um, most uh, Bible scholars believe that what the, when he talks about the simple, it's the person who's, who um, is trying to follow God but lacks, lacks knowledge or understanding and so what we what Proverbs does is gives prudence, means teaches them how to live, um, how to live wisely. So we're, 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 the Proverbs take that person who maybe who is simple and doesn't know much and teaches them how to live according to God's word. Uh, and, knowledge, and then also giving knowledge and discretion to youth. And I think we would all uh, agree that that's uh, a worthy, certainly a worthy goal. So we have the purposes of what God established Proverbs for. In verse 5, it says this. It says, let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance. Um, let the wise hear and increase in learning. So what I'm kind of challenging you to today is that we would become of the community of the wise. What does that mean? That we would, that we would, um, we would decide that we want to, to, to uh, have have wisdom, the wisdom from above, and so that we would, we would listen to what God is saying and we'd increase our learning. And the one who understands obtain guidance to understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. So we need to uh, be deep thinkers. We need to be, uh, let this, the, what we're, we're learning change our behavior. So rather than looking at the wisdom of the world, we need to gather the wisdom from above, which, which one area is, would be, certainly be the Proverbs. And then finally, the, the last verse, and we'll get back to it in just a second. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So here we, we get, remember I asked you the question, are we going to dine with the wise, or are we going to dine in folly? Well, the fools say, I'm, I despise your wisdom, I despise your instruction, I'm not going to do what you want us to do, I'm not going to do what <clears throat> the Word of God says, but the opposite of that is the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And we'll, we'll talk more about fear in just a second. So wisdom versus folly. That's really the, the, the essence here. How are we going to live our lives? Are we going to be, be people that, uh, that live by wisdom or by folly? Kind of rejection of what God has called us to do. So what is Wisdom. Um, this is from uh, Mark Evans writing in Gospel Coalition, an article he wrote for them on wisdom, and I thought it was, it was uh, really appropriate for today. What is wisdom? It is the skill of knowing what to say and how to act when faced with all the challenging situations life brings. Let me say that again. It is the, what is wisdom? It is the skill of knowing what to say and how to act when faced with all the challenging situations that life be, uh, brings. We all need that, don't we? That's, we? We all face challenging situations in life. What are we to say? What are we to do? 
when, we, when we, we know those things, we have wisdom. So wisdom helps us uh, fight the challenges of life. He says this, perhaps you face a hard financial decision, a challenging workplace situation, a conflict between two people whom you care for deeply. Wisdom is all about navigating these challenges with skill. It's, a, it's, a, it's about skill in living well. It's about a skill, a skill in living well. So what we're saying here, the reason we seek God's wisdom that helps us to live life well. It helps us to confront those things we're going to have in our lives, not with human wisdom, but wisdom from above. We do this by, by uh, pressing in to that which God has given us. And, to, and today we're talking about from the Proverbs. In fact, Mark Evans goes on to say that um, this wisdom is fueled by the fear of the Lord. Fueled by the fear of the Lord. What does that mean? We, we heard that the the, uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom or the beginning of knowledge. So we, the, if we want to, to become wise, it's tied directly into our fear of the Lord. And we're going we're gonna to spend some time there. So biblical wisdom invites people to a way of life that is in harmony with both the created order and God's redemptive work. In the Old Testament, wisdom is oriented around the fear of the Lord. In the New Testament, wisdom is amplified and reoriented around Jesus Christ. A Christian theology of wisdom begins and ends with Christ. The New Testament identifies Jesus as the ultimate source of wisdom. So by, by saying we're going to tap into the wisdom of God, basically what we're doing is it's, it's, uh, wisdom is Christ. So when we read Proverbs, this is not some good sayings that somebody put together, that Solomon and others put together. What we've seen here, this is this is the, the essence of, of, of God, the truth that from, comes from God himself. <clears throat> Persons who do not possess wisdom are called fools. Their behavior is described as folly. The picture which emerges from the biblical material is quite simple. Folly is the opposite of wisdom, and a fool is the opposite of a wise person. Are we going to dine with the wise, as, uh, in wisdom, or are we going to dine... In folly, and so we, um, if we, we if we reject wisdom, especially the wisdom that God has given us, then we become foolish. We live in our lives in folly. Both wisdom and folly are depicted as philosophies, our perspectives on life. We see that all the time. We know people that that their their lives are, are lived in folly. They're foolish in the way they live, and we probably know other people who, who whose lives uh, personify. Um, a philosophy of wisdom that comes from above, and we know there's a radical difference. Wisdom belongs to those who fear God, and the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So the, the, the fuel to uh, really get to, to tapping into the wisdom of God is the fear of the Lord. The foolish person is the one who's thoughtless, self-centered, and obviously indifferent to God and doesn't care about the wisdom from above. Wisdom is all about seeing life from God's perspective and living out that perspective practically and prudently. That's really, that's our goal, is that we would, we would see life from God's perspective. What does that mean? Is that we're all going to encounter different issues in our lives, challenges, but what God has asked us to do is to confront those challenges in his wisdom. And, that, and so we're going to uh, see life from God's perspective 
in a practical and prudent way instead of rejecting God and living it in a foolish or uh, in folly. Proverbs 1, 7 contrasts the wisdom and folly. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So the message here is that we tap into uh, the, uh, the fuel that, 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 that uh, gives us wisdom, and that's the fear of the Lord. And then, um, but a fool says, I don't want your wisdom. I don't want your instruction. I don't want your knowledge. And, and then we see the departing line here. This fear for the believer is not the kind that produces nervousness, anxiety, and apprehension for no good comes out of these things. Rather, this fear is a deep reverence for God that comes from knowing who he is. This knowledge fills our souls with awe and delight. So when we talk about the fear of the Lord here, we're not talking about uh, anxiousness or, or uh, uh, anxiety. What we're talking about is a fear that it's, that's uh, um, born out in, in reverence. The more we, rever- we, we have reverence for God, reverence for what God has told us, that's, that's the introduction, that's where the wis- uh, introduction to wisdom and, and uh, living life well comes from. It starts with the fear of the Lord. So if we're going to be wise, we start with the fear of the Lord. Remember, the fool, the fool despises wisdom and instruction, whereas the wise person says, I need this wisdom and instruction. It comes from God himself. So that's really what our challenge is in our lives. And you know, uh, these are probably not words that, you, that, you, that are new to you, but what it is, it, it, just like that uh, here we are in a new year, we have to, we're going we're gonna to start over. We can say, look, I am going to, I'm going to press in. I'm going to focus on who God is. And, and, and out of that, that love and reverence for God, that's how we tap into the wisdom of the Lord. That's what the scriptures say. Um, <clears throat> I, the Proverbs is just full of this idea of the fear of the Lord. And I just pull a couple examples out here for you. Because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. The fear of the Lord prolongs life, but the years of the wicked will be short. By steadfast love and faithfulness, iniquity is atoned for, and the fear of the Lord, and by the fear of the Lord, one turns away from evil. The fear of the Lord. The heart of him who has understand who has understanding seeks knowledge, but the mouths of the fools feed on folly. There's much, to, much that we can learn as we uh, choose wisdom, which means to live rightly, to live wisely, and, and reject the foolishness of trying to live in our own way. So, rather than New Year's resolutions, what I, what I think we should do is I think that we should uh, focus on foundations. Okay, New Year's foundations. I, I, uh, I tell my students this every semester. Is <clears throat> I was listening to an interview with uh, Nick Saban a couple years ago. Alabama had won their fifth national championship or something, or he had. And they asked him, how do you do this? How do you have such a great team every year? And he said, you know, what we do is we, we, we don't try to get the students, the, the players all pumped up. He goes, passion only lasts for about three weeks. What we try to do is build habits. And he said, if we can build habits 
that are, will make it successful, it'll last the whole year. And my students, they, and you see that with students, for the first three weeks they come to class and they're so excited, but they can't stay with it because they have bad habits in their lives. And I, I, as I thought about that, I thought, well, what is, how, do, how do we think about that in light of the, us being Christians? And I, I believe what God has asked us to do is to build our house on the rock that withstands whatever comes our way. And we do that by laying foundations in our lives that come from God himself. To be wise, to be wise, to learn to live rightly, live successfully through, through God's word. That's the foundation we live. And, and I think as we do that, it changes the way that we look around. It changes the way we live. Let me give you some examples. So these are some personal favorites that have helped me walk out my faith in this life. <clears throat> First is uh, prefer God's wisdom to man's understanding. I realized early on as I, when I became a Christian that there was, God was going to ask me to do things. There was going to things that were, I was going to encounter in my life I didn't understand. So Brenda, my wife and I, we pray this almost weekly to, for, for in our lives and our, our children's lives and others. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. So what is Proverbs? What is the, the, the wisdom from Proverbs asks us to do? Is to trust in the Lord <clears throat> and, and trust in him and don't lean on our own understanding what we think is right. What does God think is right? In all our ways, acknowledge him, and he will make our path straight. And what is a straight path? It's the path that God wants for you, okay? That God, um, it's the solution that comes from God himself. And certainly that's what we want. So, uh, you know, this is one of our go-tos. We, you know, you have scriptures that you go to. This is one of the, the from, uh, from Proverbs, where we go to all the time. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Leading to, at the end, he will make our paths straight. And we pray that for our children. We pray that for ourselves. It's, it's God's wisdom and not man's wisdom. This is one of my favorites. I use this, and I've, I've worked in, in, in youth ministry for probably 20 years of my life, and this is the most important truth. Not the, it's, it's, it's an important truth. Protect your heart. Proverbs 4.23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. This is the biggest problem with young people, uh, it, 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 well, for all time and eternity, probably. And it's this, is that, that once something captures our heart, we lose control of it. Okay, once something captures our heart, we lose control. That's why we have to guard our hearts, protect your hearts. I, I, I can't tell you how many uh, people that, that we've uh, counseled with over the, over the years and that wanted to get involved with a, uh, either a male or a female that uh, was, was not a believer or, or that, that was not kind of the person that we felt like that they needed in their lives, but, they, but they, they allowed their heart to be stolen in a way. I put down the, uh, well, there was, I had a professor one time, and, and he said, the heart of the problem is the problem of the heart. And it's so true. Whatever captures our heart, that's the way our life is going to go. So Proverbs tells us, above everything else, guard your heart. Protect it. 
Again, wisdom that from Proverbs is a go-to scripture. Uh, when I talk to students all the time in my office, I, we talk about this. They don't even understand what we're saying necessarily, but we talk about, you know, be careful because once your heart is stolen, you, it's hard to get it back in, in so many ways. Whether you, maybe your heart is, is, is lost to a person, maybe it's to, to the, the desire for money or fame or anything else, when really our heart needs to be the, the, the purview of God. That needs to be what God wants our hearts to be. In my third example of, of kind of the, the Proverbs being this foundation in our, in our life was the importance of counsel. <clears throat> you know, we all like to live our lives, be our own, our own boss. But really what God asks us to do, if you read through Proverbs, I pull out a few scriptures, it's all through there. Proverbs 8, 14, I have counsel and sound wisdom. I have insight. I have strength. Proverbs eleven fourteen, where there is no guidance, a, people's, a people falls, but in abundance of counselors, there is safety. In abundance of counselors, there is safety. Proverbs 15, 22, without counsel, plans fail, but with many advisors, they succeed. Maybe as I've gotten older, I realized that I used to think I knew everything. And then I realized, you know, as you, as you kind of get a little older, you realize you don't know that much anymore. And so what we have to do when a, when a big decision or things happen in our lives, I have people that are go-to people. That I, I say, I, I need to hear what you have to say about this. I think um, for you young people, I think our parents play that role. Uh, and, I, and I think there's our pastor our friends or other believing friends who are going to pray with you and, 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 and be there for you, that we get counsel. Is this the right thing for me to be doing? Because what it is, we, because of our sin nature, we get, we get blinders on. We, see, we can only <coughs> see what we want to see. We don't see the truth all the time. So the Proverbs ask us, seek counsel. I love this. Without counsel, plans fail, but with many advisors, they succeed. Counsel helps me to see that the areas of my life that I had, that I'm, they're, they're blind spots. Helps me to, to get God's perspective when I get the, the, the counsel from godly people who, are, who would speak into to my life. What's the point here? The point is that, that God has given us the wisdom from above in the, in the form of the Proverbs in Scripture. And that we need to, to avail ourselves of that, to learn to live wisely Starts with the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord becomes the, the, the leads us to knowledge and wisdom, and that's how we can we should live our lives. So, how do we apply God's wisdom to our lives? Choose to dine with wisdom rather than folly. What this means is that we choose on a daily basis that I'm going to I'm going to seek the ways of the Lord. I'm going to get insight from Scripture. I'm going to to. Uh, test my life to see if, if I'm living according to that. I'm, gonna let, I'm not going to live on my own human, um, human knowledge, uh, the Proverbs of the world, but I'm going to go to the Proverbs that come from God. Proverbs are given to us to understand life in light of who he is. Proverbs are given to us not to be separate wisdom from Christ himself, but it, it, it embodies the wisdom of Christ himself. We learned in 1 Corinthians that, that Christ is the wisdom. And in fact, the Bible says that the earth was formed by the wisdom 
of God. Proverbs gives us the right perspective on life from God's wisdom and not from a, not a collection of human experience. Sometimes we have these, uh, talk to, you know, we talked about an apple a day keeps the, doc- the doctor away. That's, that's uh, a human proverb. Maybe true, I don't know. But uh, Proverbs gives us the right perspective from God's uh, wisdom. And that's really what we want. Because then it's the foundation that's eternal. It's forever. Um, and folly despises wisdom and instruction. So we need to, to, to examine ourselves to make sure we're not living by folly. And when we know that, because when we, we, uh, we know maybe what the right thing is to do, but we, just, we, we, we reject it. We say, no, I'm going to walk my own way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to push away the wisdom from God and the instruction from God and do my own thing. That's folly. And folly leads to destruction. Folly is the, the man who builds his house on the sand and the first uh, winds, the, the storms that come through wipe the, wipe the house out. We don't want that to be in our lives. And finally, I put the take the 30-day Proverbs challenge. What's that? That's, uh, I, I pulled this out from some church in uh, Oklahoma, I believe. And that's the idea that it, today is January 1st. There's 31, there's 31 chapters in Proverbs. Um, read one chapter a day through January, and you'll have read all the Proverbs. In fact, I, I, was, I was reading where one pastor, when, when, when people are facing difficult decisions in their lives, he, he says, look, read all of Proverbs, and then come back and see me. We'll talk about it. You know, what we're, what we're trying to do here, what we're trying to do is say, you know what, Lord, I want your wisdom. I want to live wisely in a manner that pleases you and according to your word, according to your instruction. And to do that, I have to get into your word. And, and we'll be challenged by, by the, the wisdom that God gives us in his word. So, New Year's resolutions, great. I, I do it all the time. I got it in my whole mind. I'm going to exercise more this year, you know, and I always... I say that, but probably in a couple of weeks I'll I won't be exercising as much as I should be. But really, what we need to do is build God's or build foundations in our lives, New Year's foundations. And I want that foundation in my life to be based on the fear of the Lord, seeking the wisdom of God. And I hope and challenge you to do the same thing. Just say, you know what? I'm going to trust in the Lord with all my heart, and I'm le- I'm I'm not going to lean on my own understanding.